The reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 20, and starting at verse 11. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, after he had said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nikki, thank you very much indeed. Well, just to um, bring everyone up to date, last week we were looking at the coming of Aslan, that's the lion representing Christ, into the world of Narnia, and everything was, was changing. Uh, and we came up with three words, all beginning with P, to be really helpful. So we found about the presence of Aslan, then we had his roar of proclamation, and then we had his power, because we could see things were changing. Uh, and it wasn't uh, a thaw, this was spring. This was something entirely different, this was transformation. God has arrived in Narnia. And things are beginning to change. But of course, Edmund, who we remember is the naughty one that went off with the White Witch, he went back to the White Witch because he wanted some more Turkish delight. Uh, So he goes back to the, the Queen because he wants some more Turkish delight. But she puts him in prison. That's not very friendly, is it? And he realizes, a bit too late, sadly, that he's done the wrong thing. 
So the, the queen finds out that all four children are in Narnia and she sets off in hot pursuit. Not as hot pursuit of the wolves who are in front of her. But Mr and Mrs Beaver, thankfully, have found the children and taken them off towards the stone table. Now, the stone table is the critical point where all the action occurs. The stone table is where Aslan is then killed. And the lion is killed because he does a deal with the queen, the white witch. And the queen says, I will only let Edmund go if I have somebody else in his place. And Aslan says, okay, have me. So Aslan gives his own life so that Edmund can be freed. It's a tragic story. But fortunately, that's not the end of the book. We have more to come. We should go. So cold. knew the true meaning of sacrifice she might have interpreted the deep magic differently that when a willing victim who has committed no treachery is killed in a traitor's stead the stone table will crack and even death itself would turn backwards we sent the news that you were dead Peter and Edmund will have gone to war we have to help them we will dear one but not alone Climb on my back. We have far to go. And little time to get there. And you may want to cover your ears. It's an extraordinary story. And actually, Hollywood did it justice, I think. Because it's exciting. If the witch had known the true meaning of sacrifice, then she would have understood things so much more differently. And we had an extraordinary reading as well. When we read from the Bible, we don't get so excited very often as we do when we're looking at a screen. But I just want to bring out a couple of things before we move on, and then we're going to come back to another point in this story. Because Mary was standing at the tomb, and she is asked two most ridiculous questions. If I was to say to you, Charlie... Can you tell me your name? It would be a silly question, wouldn't it? Because I've just given you your name. It's a silly question. So, what does the gardener, or the angel first, uh, because this is in verse 13 and 15, first the angel, then Jesus, both say exactly the same thing. Woman, why are you crying? What a silly question. 
They knew why she was crying. It was obvious why Mary was crying. She'd gone there to meet Jesus. She'd gone there to weep over his body and pour perfume and spices. And he wasn't there. Woman, why are you crying? What a silly question. And then, I think there's an even better one. Again, verse 15. He says, woman, why are you crying? And then he says, who is it you're looking for? Who is it you're looking for? I mean, is it not obvious to him who she's looking for? But actually, it's a brilliant question. It is a brilliant question. What difference would it have made to Mary to find Jesus? She had gone to find Jesus to do one thing, and that was to mourn over his body. And then, for me, the best single word in the whole Bible, and I think I've told you this before, and that is the single word, Mary. Why? Because in Jesus saying the word Mary, it is all, the gospel is entire in that one word. It means that he was dead but is alive. That he knew her by name. That he had died and risen on her behalf. And that he loved her. Everything, the whole gospel, the whole message of Jesus Christ wrapped up in that one word. I'm here for you. Mary, I'm here. It's astonishing. In the same way that Susan and uh, Lucy turn around, they've only got one word. Aslan. Aslan the lion, the lion that was dead, is now alive. He was the one we needed, he was the one we wanted, he was the one we were desperate for, and he's dead. Oh, but no, he isn't. He's alive. What a difference it makes when you find what you're looking for. The really tricky question is the one that Jesus asked. Who are you looking for? Who are you looking for this morning? Who have we come to find? We've come to church. Why? Who are we looking for here? I know who you think you've come to find. Are your eyes open? Can you see all that Jesus wants for you? Lucy and Susan recognised that silhouette and it was all they ever wanted. Aslan. And we're here. Do we recognise the voice, the presence, the proclamation, the power of Jesus Christ in our midst? Well, I'm pleased to say that that wasn't the end of the story. Because, of course, Aslan was taking (coughs) Susan and Lucy... Uh, off for a particular purpose. There is a battle going on between the witch and Peter and Edmund and uh, other followers of Aslan. 
And as that battle's raging, so it's fairly clear that they're outnumbered and they need help. But Aslan is always there to bring help. But it needs a special gift from Aslan for that help to be brought. Uh, And that's the next clip that we're going to see. So, where were they? In the palace, yes. The Queen's Palace. Exactly. And in the Queen's Palace, when they got there, they were shocked. All those people that Queen had turned to stone. And they just couldn't move. Because they were stone. And then what did we see Aslan do? He breathed upon them. Do we know what the the breath of God is in the Bible? The Holy Spirit. And what did we see in our reading? Because remember that Jesus has met Mary outside the tomb. And then later on in the passage, it says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together. So Jesus is with his disciples. And they're still... I was going to use moribund, that's a big word, isn't it? They were felt really dim, thick, stupid, depressed, okay? They were all of those things. And they were feeling pretty hard done by. And then, in the midst of them, comes Jesus. And into these lifeless statues, licking their wounds, he says, peace be with you. I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And on each one of us, God moves around his church, breathing the Holy Spirit upon you. Bringing you new life, new hope, a purpose, not just the resurrection, as if that isn't enough, but a new purpose for living. This is the new future. It is a total gift. But I have got some questions about gifts, and I have a a little PowerPoint. What would you do if that present was just perfect for you? You knew that inside was going to, I don't know, a bicycle. It's what you'd always wanted. What would you do with that gift? You'd open it. Fantastic. And then you'd look at it and you'd think, it's a bike. Marvellous. Would you? 
I'd do a bit more than that. I'd write it. I'd actually use the gift that was given to me. I've got a few more pictures. If you were given these, what would you do? That's a tricky one. I'd probably, I'd probably sing that if that was me. Okay, so the one on the left. Knitting. Yeah, I know they are big needles. And the one on the right, I can only ask one person here what they would do with the one on the right. Marion, what would you do? You'd crochet. What's the next one? What would you do with these? They're kites. Exactly. Weird looking kites. But they are kites. So you would use them. Next one's a bit more easy. Paint. Yeah, exactly. You would paint with them. And next one, even more easy. Of course, you'd ride them. You would ride them. Now, the next one is perhaps a little bit more difficult. What would you do with this? Polish it, you see. I knew there would be someone that would just leave it in the garage and just hug it. Who needs a tree when you've got a Bugatti Veyron? Please. But occasionally you'd just want to turn the engine over, wouldn't you, to listen to it? You wouldn't, Jane. You're okay on your bike. Marvellous. So, if they're gifts and we use them, what what gift was given to the following people and what did they do? Synchro diving. Yeah, we're getting there. Three metre... Ah, we've got the whole lot. Three metre synchro diving. And they are, by name... So it's Jack Law and Chris Mears who won, obviously, the gold in the three-metre synchro diving. What about the next one? This should be a bit easier. British Andy, occasionally Scottish. (laughs) But British Andy who plays tennis. Right. Next one. This had me on the edge of my seat. Exactly. The GB hockey team. Who saw that? Dear, oh dear. Uh, The next one should be equally easy. So, if it's Mo Farah, what did he run, Freddie? 5,000 metres, is that all? 10,000 metres, yeah, exactly. So, if they used their gifts, what about these people from Narnia? Do you think they used their gifts as well? Do you think the beavers used their gift? What were they asked to do? They were asked to accompany the children, weren't they? Did they do it? Yes, they did. That was, the, that was their gift. What about the next one? Mr. Tumnus, yeah, exactly. He, he, was, he was struggling, wasn't he? Because he'd been asked by the Queen to do one thing, which was betray the, the children to give them up to the Queen. But in the end, he didn't. Because he couldn't. Because Aslan ruled... And ultimately, he had to do what Aslan wanted. So, if all these people, given their gifts, use them, and we are all gifted by the Holy Spirit, can I ask if the next photo, does everyone do what they should be doing? Where is that? Here. And I can see various people in it. Actually, Guy, you're in virtually the same seat, I think. (laughs) Do we do what we're gifted to do? We have praised God because of all that he's done for us. 
we have acknowledged the fact that he gives us his Holy Spirit that we may follow him day by day. The only question that remains is do we? And we need to use the gift of the Holy Spirit to do it. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, you have given us so much. You've given us so much. And you've even given us your Holy Spirit that we can move on in our lives serving you. We don't have to be frightened. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be nervous. We just need to trust in you because you have gifted us your spirit. And so we ask that we may walk in your footsteps, the footsteps that you have shown us to do your will. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.